What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, guys, L.A. Mayor Karen Bass declared a local state of emergency this afternoon due to recent storm damage and additional rain in the forecast in the coming days. Can't wait for that. The declaration directs the city's emergency crews to take steps to protect life and property in the area. Apparently, at least 19 people have died amid the intense storms, and it's a number that is likely to grow, according to Governor Gavin Newsom. The L.A. Fire Department advises drivers to stay away from any water over roadways because you can't always tell how deep it is. And same with those on foot or bike, as water that's only ankle deep can swift somebody away, according to the LAFD. So be careful with another big storm coming this weekend, and hopefully, Cappy, you don't get uh, stranded. Another storm this weekend? Yep, lots of rain. Really? When is this all supposed to start? I didn't even check the weather out. It's supposed to start tonight. Come on, really? You know that most parts of California now are no longer in the like the emergency drought state because of all the rain we got. Yeah. Over the past week and a half. Dude. Well, and that's because we're our uh, you know aqueduct system or whatever they call it is like a hundred years old. If it was actually, and I know they passed a bill for someone who's going to well actually me later on social media in 2018 to to restructure that but it takes decades to do that but we're still only trapping like a very small percentage comparatively speaking to what we normally should be uh, what we, we in theory we should be getting i have no idea what you're talking about aqueducts i thought that was a song by jethro tull i mean i literally have no idea what you're basically talking about. bro the way that they trap the rainwater mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't say it doesn't um it doesn't trap as much water as you think a lot of it goes into the ocean it's oh. not very efficient also cappy it's aqualung Oh, I right. thought it was. And it was I, built, yeah, I thought yeah. aqueduct. Because the damn thing was built a hundred years ago, so that's why in 2018 they re- decided to revise it. Except that you know it takes decades to do something that big. You know. So, so wait, so is, is it going to be? Because I'm I'm flying in Sunday night, like 12:30. I land at LAX. It's going to be pouring rain. Like when I get back, and then when I'm know. driving to Yamava on Monday, it's going to be raining like a mofo. That's why you got to fly into uh, Ontario. Just you know, nip it in the bud. May try and change my flight. Yeah, it's going to be raining um, Sunday All night. Weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. yeah, I'm sick of the rain. I, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. All right, Cappy. Yes, sir. Where do you want to go? Do you want to go and talk playoff football? Or do you want to talk about McVeigh? Okay, if you're giving me the choice to get started, I'll start with McVeigh. Okay, what do you got? Oy vey, Sean McVay. Nice work, buddy. No, no, no. What do you mean, no? That was super Where? cheesy dad jokey. Yeah, we mm-hmm. need like the lose uh the game show like sounder, like the uh <laughs> Yeah, that <laughs> I like dad jokes. So happy to hear what Sean McVay, uh at least the reporting that's being done today, that McVay is gonna be back with the Rams. And what makes me most happy about this is that He's made a decision quickly. He's not leaving, you know, Matthew Stafford to sit around and wonder, geez, did I make the right choice? Because I said I'm coming back. He's made it easy, I think, for Aaron Donald to say, this was a fluke year, I want to be back. He's made it easy for Cooper Cup to say, I want to work hard in rehab, and I want to be back, and I want to try and prove to everybody that it wasn't a one-year kind of deal. So I love that McVay has made his decision and made it quickly. I also love it for all of his assistant coaches that were all like, I don't know. I mean, who knows if we're going to have a job? I think it's a great move. I'm not shocked. I said 51-49, George. 
51, I thought he was coming back. He can't go out a loser. You can't go out at 5-12. and 12. But there was that 49% of he's got all the money. He's got the fame. He can make more money doing TV. Less pressure. But he's a football guy. You understand, George? He's a football guy. Mm-hmm. Feel me? Yeah, I feel you. I hope he takes less. I hope he does a better job of organizing his life. And I say that in a respectful way of like being able to, you know, because I've had these conversations with him over the years on the air, as a matter of fact, about work-life balance. And I hope he he finds that place, that happy ground, right? That happy middle ground where he can kind of still be great at what he does and still also have a life. And I feel like football coaches, historically, we applaud them um, for – and just coaches in general, right? But football coaches particularly get this uh, particular tag. And it's, oh, yeah, he's in the office 17 hours a day or 20 hours a day, and sleeps four hours, sleeps on the couch, never even sees his family. And we're like, yeah, football. And it's like, yeah. I know, but it's, such, it's so true, though. Like the, the, the grind that assistant coaches in particular – have to go on, you know. Um, my buddy Alex Van Pelt is the offensive coordinator of the Browns, dude. This guy, I'm not joking, 4 o'clock in the morning in the office. That's their thing. Hey, who's going to be here first? 4 a.m., I'm in the house. And then it, we'll, we'll be talking at night. It's 10, 30, 11 o'clock, just getting home. Like, wh- why do you – why? Why, why do well, you need to be I, in the I, office I un- all day like that? I can understand it more from a assistant coach. But as a head coach, just like you're the CEO of a company, right? Like, you have to learn to delegate responsibility at some point. Well, you know, speaking of that, you know what I think Sean McVay should do? I mean, do you, do you delegate responsibility at Cited? Yeah, I've got a great team. I mean, listen, there you I, don't go. Know, I don't know anything about software development. Right. Exactly. Not, but that's ex- that was the exact point I was yeah. I was hoping you'd make. Right. Because, right, you don't know how to code. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Dude, half the time, I don't even know what these guys are talking about. Right, you know, but but and I'm not like some sales guy. That's I got a sales guy. The, yeah. but, the, but I'm what I'm saying. You know what I would love Sean McVay to do next year, George? What would you like him to do? Give up play calling duties. Um, does he still do that regularly? Yeah, as far as as far as everybody knows, he's the offensive coordinator and he's the play caller. Yeah, give up play calling duties. But you got to get somebody you really trust in there. Well, yeah, but I mean, listen, you, look at the guys who have left his staff that have gone on to become great head coaches. Right. So, so what you're saying he's a good judge of talent. Right. So, so yeah. listen, if you would like to have um, more of a life, you know, or, or you don't want to blow up and implode, hand off the responsibility. Make decisions on game day. Work with your offensive coordinator. Know what your quarterback likes. Make the calls on game day. But in terms of like calling every single play, hand it over to somebody. Trust your staff. I think that would help him a lot. And I'll tell you another thing you should do. Right now, in the offseason, like when all these guys are doing, you know, they've done exit interviews and they're they're breaking down film and they're they're doing all these things to prepare for the offseason. You know what Sean McVay should do? He should tell his entire coaching staff. Everybody go away for a month. Don't call me. Don't text me. Don't bother me. Don't talk football to me. Everybody go away for a month. And let's come back completely revived and ready for the next season. Sit in the office and break down film from the season that was 5-12. and 12. Waste of time. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with I'm happy. you. Like, I'm happy for Sean McVay. 
Right. I am very happy for Sean McVay. I, I just hope that he does find that better work-life balance because I think it will make him a better coach, a better person, and make the team a better team, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm more about wins and losses than I am about his life. I got enough problems in my own life, my own work No, but what balance. I'm saying is I think that it, it, it just allows you to – and look, he, to your point, it has been challenging. They've plucked a million guys off his staff, right? That can't be easy either. Um, we talk about just kind of the – we, we, we almost kind of like look past that part of the equation, right? Where we know that they mortgaged a good chunk of their future, or at least their more recent future or upcoming future, to like get the Super Bowl championship. But I don't think the staff part of this equation with all, over all these years is a small thing either. No, because every year now you got no another, continuity. Right. You got yeah. a new offensive coordinator this year. And even though you're calling the plays in the game, you have a lot of work to do with that offensive coordinator as the week goes on to build the game plan to get to right. Sunday. Mm-hmm. So it would be so much better for him if he would just trust his staff and hand off play calling duties and be yeah. the head coach. Be the head coach, bro. Do better, dude. It's a new bro. phrase I also like to use. I would say you used to hate that phrase. I, I hated do better. But now I'm, do, I'm using it all the time now. I just love it. Yeah. Like Are you doing faves. better? I don't know if I'm doing better, hmm. but I've been on the receiving end of do better and didn't like it, yeah. and now I like yeah. to dish it out, and I love it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, hey, our buddy Blake Harris is going to join us in a little bit. If you missed Dave McMiniman, he was great as always, and you can always subscribe to the Sedano and Cap podcast, and you can go back and listen to it, whether it's on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you find your podcast. And by the way, I've been doing like these uh, like fun NBA podcasts, just kind of like these standalones with some friends. If you want to go, it's in that feed as well. If you want to get a little ner- extra nerdy on the basketball stuff. God, I'm going to listen to those podcasts that you're doing, not tell you that I'm listening to them. I'm going to take and, all these notes, and I'm right. going to like feed them to you, and then you're going to yeah. be telling me how stupid I sound and what a dumb take it is and everything else. And I'm going to be like, Sedano, I just took this exactly from your podcast, bro. Right, but I would know that you would because I could tell right away when – I could always tell, Cappy, when you've, when you've done your homework. Oh, really? I'm going to start listening to these podcasts. Okay. I'm yeah, you forward not. to it. Yeah. I mean, you're not, but it's okay. I'm going to try. All right. Coming up next, though, Cappy, let's dive into the playoffs. And also, what's next for the Raiders and David Carr? Um, or Derek Carr, pardon me. Derek Carr, we didn't even get to this yesterday because we had a short show about his – his ode to the Raider fan. Um, and this notion, like, I heard John Ireland yesterday talking about, like, I'd rather have Derek Carr than Josh McDaniels. Not that I, not that that's a choice I would like to make or have to make, but I, I, I think that anyone taking Derek Carr has lost their mind. Uh, and, you know, no disrespect to John. I mean, well, he can take it if, he, if that's the way he feels, but I'm guessing he doesn't care. Mason would be much more uh, upset with that particular comment. Nonetheless, we'll get to that. We'll get to the weekend. We'll get to the Raiders and Derek Carr. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Everybody dumping all, all this stuff, stuff about, about me. me. Why, why don't they, they just let, let me live? Tell, Tell me why. why. I don't need permission. Make, Make my own decision. decision. Oh, that's, that's my, my prerogative. Yeah. Tell you right now, when people I'm hear crazy. this on the podcast and there's no music behind us, I really don't care. That's my. They may see how good we really are. Acapella. They say I'm nasty, but I don't. And give always like a, a damn. second behind. What's that? That's us. Okay. Good though. Good. Good singers. Not Passionate. Really. Feeling it. There you go. Passionate, more likely, but. Oh, Bobby. Bobby hey, back in the everybody's space. talking all this stuff about me. I know. I just, I didn't want the song to end. I just love it, you know? Yeah, Tell me song. why. Oh, that felt good. That felt really good. Okay, good. I'm glad you liked it. Thank you. All right. So where, where were you going to go? You were going to talk about Derek Carr. What were we going to talk about here? Do you want to talk about Derek Carr? I'd love and then to. get into the playoffs? Why well, I would love to. So, this I was listening to Ireland and Mason in Ireland yesterday, and you know they were talking about like, oh, I you know Ireland said, oh, I'd rather have Derek Carr than Josh McDaniel. And again, not an easy choice because neither necessarily are great. But let me ask you a question, Cap. Go ahead. If I told you you had a nine-year sample size of one thing. And I would say McDaniel's now been a head coach like three, maybe four years max. And, and less than half of that same sample size for someone else and their success rate. Would you, you know, what would you lean on more? No, I already know what I got at nine years. Right. I mean, this, listen, I, this whole idea of if I had to take one or the other, right now, if you said to me, hey, your, your choice is this quarterback, Derek Carr, or this coach, Josh McDaniels, you choose. Somebody got to go. For right. me, I'll take Josh McDaniels right now because I've already seen what Derek Carr is. Yeah. Like, he's not changing at this point. And the other stat that loves to get thrown out there about Derek Carr, oh, my God, he's this great fourth-quarter quarterback. He's the best fourth-quarter quarterback, blah, 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 most fourth-quarter comebacks, yada, yada, yada. Well, that's great. That was certainly something he seemed to be good at, except that's no longer the case. 
So Aaron Schatz of Football Outsiders had this story, and I found the little quote, and I posted it on my Twitter. Uh, you can go to Ad Sedano and, and, and see it for yourself. It says here, quote, Carr has struggled in the fourth quarter of the season, which is one of the reasons the Raiders have blown all those big leads. He ranks 24th with a minus 22.5% passing DVOA in the fourth quarter. What's interesting about this is that it runs counter to the rest of Carr's career. Carr has had an excellent record in the fourth quarter, especially – uh, in the fourth quarter of one-score games. He uh, was fourth uh, in the – or he was the best in the league last year at it and at near the top in 2020 and 2019 as well. So what, what I'm saying is this. Now, you could sit here and say, oh, okay, well, you know, that could be just like a one-year aberration. I mean, maybe. But I would say that a guy who's been playing at age 31 and has been playing football for nine years in the National Football League – if all of a sudden the one the thing he was best at is no, he's no longer great at, I would take my chances that he's on the other side of that as opposed to being one of the more elite players in that situation. I saw a lot of games this year where Derek Carr was really freaking bad, okay? And to your point, not only do I know what he is, but I, I know what I know that he's not what he used to be either in 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 the areas that, that he did excel. So his his worst it's like the second worst let me see I want to see career wise completion percentage the worst since his rookie year okay his yardage worst since his well he had 2017 but he didn't play all the games that year um 14 interceptions was second worst in the NFL this year like he just he's not the same quarterback and even when he was at his peak cappy to your point it's not like he was that great anyway no i mean in the end though he is the same quarterback you want to know why cuz the results are pretty much the same i mean the raiders in Derek carr's entire career and i understand he's a sympathetic character to a lot of raider fans and i understand why i mean to to get yourself caught up when every year they're changing head coaches they're changing head coaches in the middle of the year so, you know, they're changing head coaches when the coaches are winning. They want big star head coaches, so they pull one from TV. That blows up in your face. Everything that they have done through his career has been inconsistent. There's been too many head coaches, too many offensive coordinators, too many players, too many cities, too many stadiums, too many fan bases, and he's been a constant. So I understand why Raider fans have a, a love for Derek Carr. He's shepherding them through some really hard times. But at some point in the NFL, doesn't matter who you are. You, it, it might be Patrick Mahomes one day, because at one point it was Joe Montana. A team gets done with you. And the Raiders are done with Derek Carr, because they finally have realized after nine years, where have we gone? Right. We need new That's energy it. at that position. A- absolutely. A hundred percent, man. Okay, and it doesn't mean that Derek Carr may not, you know, Derek Carr could hop. I'll give you a perfect example. Okay, and, you know, like I told you, you asked me a couple weeks ago, like if I'm a Dolphins fan anymore, I told you not really, not really since Dan Marino was the quarterback. Like I haven't been a fan fan in that scenario, but obviously I follow them because, you know, they're the team of my childhood. But, you know, I'm not anywhere. I'm not invested to them really almost at all. Um if anything, I almost do it kind of like what I do with you or my friends in my group chat who are very heavily invested with them. I literally just tell them, guys, you know how this is going to end. Why do you seriously try to make yourself believe that it's going to be different at any point? <laughs> so I, I like just so you know, even the people I've known way longer than you, I, I, I do the same thing. to them. But I just want you to know that it, I'm, I'm inclined to say at this exact moment, you know, George, you're that guy. 
you're that guy. I am that guy. And I love. But you are. As, you're that guy. As, right. As as uh, Andrea on our uh, Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust in Twitter said, Sedano is the perfect balance of pain in the ass. <laughs> so I am, and I, I live for that. That that's that's who I am. I have a so buddy anyway. of mine. I have a buddy of mine who who really loves his school. Loves to wager on his school when they're playing college basketball. He loves to bet on his school. And then I got another friend of mine who likes to taunt that guy by always betting against him, by always telling him how bad they stink, by always telling him how they're going to lose. So there is that pain in the butt factor. Yeah. I understand. So anyway. I got it. So, uh, so just to finish my example, Ryan Tannehill mm-hmm. was with the Miami Dolphins for seven years, much like Derek Carr was with the Raiders for nine. And... Ryan Tannehill went to the Tennessee Titans and went to the AFC title game. And all my friends were like, oh, my God, you see, we knew Tannehill was good. I'm like, no, he's just on a really good team with a great running game, the best running back in the game, and a really good defense. And he's just like, he's, as Charles Barkley tried to say this about Kevin Durant, which I don't agree with, where he called him a bus rider, not a bus driver, Ryan Tannehill was a bus rider. Now, that's not to say that Derek Carr can't be a bus rider somewhere. Um... And, and, you know, get to, like, an, a, a, a title game or something like that. But Derek Carr is not the reason you're winning a championship. No yep. way in hell. I mean, that, I, I don't that see seems anybody. fairly obvious at this point. I, I don't see anybody in the NFL saying, I got to be first in line to get Derek Carr. Right. I mean, I just I don't think there's going to be this great demand for him. And actually, I think this is what's really entertaining about it from a Raider perspective is what are they going to do? They've got a certain time, like, right around the Super Bowl, they've either got to release him, take the hit, or they've got to keep him and pay the money. Um, so, or they got to move him, and I don't think anybody's going to want to make a trade because everybody knows how desperate the Raiders are to get get rid of him. Yeah. And I love the the quote the other day from Derek Carr. He's like, "Hey, I know I've said this in the past that I'd rather be retired than play for somebody other than the Raiders, but then the Raiders kicked me out of the building. Then the Raiders benched me. I went out and got my buddy Devonte Adams, and then they they kicked me off the team essentially. So now I got this fire." That no man, George, no man can extinguish this fire that burns oh, yeah, inside of that. me. Yeah. Only the Lord can. Okay? So that's why I'm going to play for somebody else. That's Derek Carr. Yo, the Raiders absolutely passed on Tom Brady. Corporate Greg's Peloton just tweeted at us uh, in the Sedona and Cap Circle of Trust. And they absolutely did do that. They absolutely passed. Remember, we figured it out that Tom Brady, that Derek Carr was the mother bleeper. Remember? You're telling me that there's an account out there on Twitter that's Corporate Greg's Peloton? Right. I think it's at Greg Bergman 12, but it, it says Corporate Greg's Peloton on there. I mean, I think that you just kind of glossed over that as if, you know, that was like a normal thing. That's not normal, George. Well, there's a lot of like fake accounts like that are like, you know, parody tribute accounts. Right. To the Corporate the Greg's station. Peloton? Yeah. Tell you what, man, just as Mason was looking for a jacuzzi guy today, where are my Peloton people? What has happened yeah, to Peloton? Oh, jeez. Enough with you. Go buy. You have money. Go go fix it yourself. Well, I'm trying uh, to fix it. I don't have the tools, and I don't have the skill set to fix it. They sent me the parts. Yeah. Um, so anyway, go hire a handyman. So anyway, yeah, like I, I just think that this Derek Carr stuff is like, come on, man. Like, we know what you are already. And again, it doesn't mean he can't be a bus rider, but he's never going to be the bus driver. Nope. Sorry. But I can't wait for Tom Brady to be the quarterback of the Raiders next year. Tom Brady called this. He said, remember, this was the quote, Jeff Darlington. He remember he was on with us. And I said, Jeff, is Derek Carr the mother bleeper? And he just laughed. He would not admit if Derek Carr was the mother bleeper. He said, I think, I believe the quote he said to us was, 
well, maybe Derek Carr was the mother bleeper. I don't know. And But he knew because he's tight with Brady. You know that. He's the guy that gets the Tom Brady interviews So at ESPN. So I, the entire time, we knew that Derek Carr was the mother bleeper, according to Tom Brady. And God, now I hope, I hope Brady becomes a Raiders quarterback. Yeah. That could really happen, George. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't believe it, but it could happen. Yeah. Josh McDaniels and Tom did, Brady reconnect. The, even if Derek Carr is the bus driver or bus rider, pardon me, on a good team and has success. I don't think a team's winning a Super Bowl with him at quarterback. But even if they have like a deep playoff run, it doesn't mean that he's the answer for you. So moving on was the right thing. All right, yep. coming up next, Cappy, we got uh, our guy Blake Harris at 545 to talk some Dodgers. But we got Radio Tinder coming up in just a second. So stick around for that. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks, Christopher. I'm going to give you five of these right upside your lip, dummy. Does that show, like, did that show age well? Oh, my God. Sanford and Son. If you watch Sanford and Son now. I mean, Sanford and Son and um, All in the Family and the Jeffersons. Jeffersons, All those shows um, are definitely not. I mean, they would have to be cable shows today. Yeah, but if you watch Sanford and Son, like, Lindsay, I'm going to assume you do not know the show Sanford and Son. Nope. I know the song, but that's about it. No, no. It is freaking hilarious. My favorite yeah, character, it, of course, it would is on It couldn't air on network television today. It well, would be today. on a streaming service or something like that. Yeah, right. But I love on Esther when on Esther would come in and give it to Fred. You know, and then it, what was his buddy's name? The guy with the uh, Lamont, oh Lamont is the son. Grady, right. you're talking Grady. about. Grady. Oh, I love Grady. And what was the cop's name? The dumb white cop that they used to bring in all the time to make remember. fun of. What was his name? Yeah, I don't remember his name. <laughs> so now I was, was like, funny. yeah, I don't know. I don't no, know. It's funny. Yeah, you got a little too deep for me. Lamont, Grady, and on Esther are people I know. I'm an IMDb this thing. Okay. All right. Why don't you ask your remote? Maybe your remote knows. Well, that's a good idea. Sanford and Son. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Lindsay, go. Just All right, so police raided a gamer's home when they thought that he was confessing to a double murder after he accidentally butt-dialed 911. The gamer was playing Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, which is a combat video game, when an emergency operator heard him say, quote, I killed two people during an unintended phone call. So officers showed up, you know, complete SWAT team, swarmed the place after they heard him say that. And within a couple of minutes, the guy was completely freaking out, puzzled and petrified with automatic rifles pointed at his head. Eventually, everything was sorted out. Police were satisfied with his explanation given by the gamer. 
But I wanted to ask you guys, have you ever butt dialed or accidentally texted someone that made you feel extremely embarrassed? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Oh, I got a great story for you. It wasn't me. So today I get <laughs> – I was texting with Mike Trudell. Um, we usually text after Laker games. And then this morning I saw a, a text that he had, and I responded to it uh, after I dropped off the kids. So I'm, um, I'm back home, and I'm like – I was reading or doing something on my phone – and all of a sudden, I see my phone is ringing, and it's Mike. And I'm like, I pick up the phone, and Mike is having a conversation with his wife. I'm like, hello? And I hear him talking to his wife, Annie, and I'm like, hello? And he's, like, talking to her. And I'm like, well, maybe he's, like, he's, he, he knows he's calling me, and he's having a, finishing a conversation with her, and then he's going to jump on and be like, yeah, bro, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yo, Mike, can you hear me? And he's like, and he's still talking to her. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get out of this conversation now because not that it was anything bad, but I don't need to hear anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was like probably like, what is three hellos? Like 10 seconds. And I'm just like, all right, I'm out. And then I text him and I I said, they were talking about something about the kids, like about like their uh, athletic uh, endeavors, the, the twins athletic endeavors. So I just text him back and I said, Hey bro, you might, I think you called me by accident, and uh, you were breaking down some film with Annie about the kids' game. <laughs> and uh, he just wrote back, laugh out loud, sorry about that. <laughs> so it, it hasn't happened to me, um, in a, I, not at least that I can remember in a long time, um, but it happened this morning with Trudell calling me by accident. That's hilarious. I, I, I don't have like a butt dial per se, um, other than, but I, one time um, I went to uh, email somebody, and I was, I was emailing a guy named Zach, and I was emailing Zach about a guy named Paul, and I was telling Zach that this guy Paul's a jerk, and I can't stand him, oh, and we got to get boy. rid of him. But I accidentally emailed it to Paul rather than to Zach. Oh, Paul hit God. me up, and he was like, I don't think this was meant for me, but is this um, how you feel? And I was like, oh, um, ooh, you're right. That was not meant for you, but yes, that is, yeah, we, we need to no longer like talk. And, so I, and I sent the wrong guy. That's no it. longer like talk. No, no. Like sent the wrong guy the email about himself saying we got to right. get rid no, of this no, guy. No, no, yeah. Right. So you never talked to Paul ever again. No, pretty much after that we didn't talk again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame Paul. I got to be honest. He's not a good guy. Uh, I mean, whether whether he is or isn't, <laughs> that's totally up for you to determine. Yeah. But what I would say is based on the way that all went down, I don't blame Paul for not wanting to talk to you either, though. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty upset. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like so stupid, but then I was like, this is the best thing that ever happened. I accidentally right. told him that we don't like him anymore. He got to go. Right. Otherwise, I probably would have like, you know, I, w- I probably wouldn't have had the guts to say it to him. Yeah. That's funny. All right. What's next, Lindsay? All right. So a Twitter thread has gone viral because so many people are just now realizing that Humpty Dumpty wasn't an egg in the actual nursery rhyme. At no point does it ever mention that Humpty Dumpty was an egg. And so many people have been brainwashed by coloring books, illustrations, everything that you, you know, see in what you want to call the media, that it has just become fact that Humpty Dumpty was an egg. This, of course, is not sitting well with a whole lot of people on social media whose entire worlds are being wrecked by this revelation. Are you one of the millions of people who always thought that Humpty Dumpty was an egg? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? I'm going to swipe right. I've, I'm, this is news to me. I mean, this is a shocking development indeed. I thought Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. And I just felt like when he fell, he was an egg and he cracked and he, I don't know, he splattered all over the place. Yoke and all. But they don't ever talk about yoke or anything like that, you know? 
Sure yeah, it's actually don't. not in the lyrics. I, 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 you know, I'm looking at it here um, because I see the stories everywhere now. Um, I, I also, true, too, did think he was an egg, um, but I never really have thought about Humpty Dumpty very much um, in my adult hood, I would say. So there, there's yeah, that. The, the more Humpty I think of is the Humpty dance. Right. Well, Digital underground. Right. Yeah. I, I, I am in uh, lock and step with you there. By the way, uh, this is like the third piece of knowledge that I've dropped this week. And I, since you weren't here the other day when Beto was filling in for you, George, um, did you know that men's and women's clothing have different sides of zipper pulls? Like the zipper pulls are on different yeah. sides for them? Yeah, yeah. They're on, one side is on the See? right, one's on the left. I did I know that. I knew that too. N- Laura was yeah. the only one out of between me, Cap, and Beto who knew that. And most people on Twitter did not know that either. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no question. Uh-huh. I had no clue. That's so Nor funny. Lindsay, yeah. uh, you are dropping knowledge this week in a big way. Whatever happened with that, that girl's coat that you gave that nice guy? That's the one I was talking about. I haven't done anything about it yet. So mm. I believe men's zippers are on the right and yep. women's are on the left, right? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the whole time that right-handed people's zippers were on the right and left-handed <laughs> people's zippers were on the left. No, no, no. no. Yeah. I you got any believe. of them lefty jackets? <laughs> I can't believe that I never knew that. Like, that's such a weird thing that, like... Apparently, a lot of people know, but a lot of people don't. Anyway. There you go. All right. So, uh, last one here. A super fit dad is lucky to be alive after tearing a neck artery and suffering three strokes, all because of a game of pickleball. Uh Things turned Uh disastrous during a friendly game when the dad turned his head too quickly to the left to try and track a ball when he felt a pop in the back of his neck. He said, quote, the ground went out from underneath me. I was projectile vomiting. I couldn't see. There was tingling on the left side of my face and part of my leg. The accident uh, triggered the man worrying that, oh, I just said that, that he would never walk again. But, of course, thankfully, he was able to do so. He was discharged 12 hours in the hospital and he was in the or he was discharged 12 hours later. Sorry, I like can't even like type or read today. Uh, but the man, knowledge. I know the man continues to play pickleball but with a little less intensity. So instead of having you guys swipe, who is most likely to be injured in the 710 ESPN Pickleball Tournament? Mason. That's it. It's an easy answer. I mean, just easy. Not sure everybody Kevin? agrees with that. Mm-hmm. You, what? Know what gonna, you know what they're going to say, George? You? They're going to say me. No way. Because of my injury during the softball event, plus the day that I broke my leg in half when I left the uh, Super Bowl the convention center situation. That was funny. That was funny. Unless you were me. I mean, and, you know, I was in agonizing pain. And I couldn't breathe because I was hurting so bad, and I didn't want it's everybody funny, to know how bad I was Funny for me. Yeah. <laughs> so Mason is the obvious choice. I agree. But I'll tell you who I think who could probably get hurt that no one's even thinking about. Who's that? Travis. Why? I don't know. I, I could see Trav being a guy that thinks he can just show up and just kick everybody's ass playing pickleball, and then all of a sudden he goes to make a move, and boom. Hamstring. Yeah. I could see that. Like, he would go too hard. I could see it. I don't know. I don't know. Traps an actual athlete, you know? I mean, he probably hasn't been one in a while, but I don't know. I, when, I are we gonna start our, when are we starting our training, George? When is our pickleball training beginning? Um, I've got to, you know, I mean, we can do next week or yeah, the week next after. Week. Next weekend. Let's do it. Let's, let's get it planned. No, no. It's got to be during the week, bro. Oh, come on, man. I got stuff on the weekends. So do I. And so do you. Who are you fooling? I got stuff during the week. Is date night, remember? We're going to make plans. Yeah, George, a mandate. You and me, pickleball. Date night. Mm. That doesn't sound good to you? We'll figure it out. 
We'll figure mm-hmm. it out. All right. That is uh, Radio Tinder each and every day brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made for the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Hey, real quick. Coming up next is our pal. Blake Harris, we're going to talk Dodgers with him as Miguel Rojas is back with the Dodgers and will be more than likely your, I don't know about every day, but almost every day shortstop. Hey, lover, hey, lover, she was more than a friend. Go, air, air, go, air, air, go, air, air. Who's hey, air, by the way, air? it's a Bud Light Football Friday on 710, as you heard Christopher saying. Getting you pumped up for what's on tap for Super Wild Card Weekend, kicking off the NFL playoffs. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy, must be 21 or older. Please enjoy responsibly. 2023 Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. So I know it's football weekend, which we'll get to coming up in the next segment, but we got baseball talk here with our pal Blake Harris, who just left the movie theater. What movie did you watch? Uh, A cinematic masterpiece called Plane. Plane, P-L-A-N-E or P-L-A-I-N? P-L-A-N-E. It stars Gerard Butler, and a uh, plane goes down in the middle of the Philippines, and they take on some random uh, army out there, and Gerard Butler is killing people and surviving and taking care of his passengers. (laughs) That's what he does. Gerard Butler kicks ass. That's what he does. I'll tell you what not to see, Balake. Don't go see the Fablemans. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. I, I heard the Fablemans is too long and too boring. I, I'm going to the movies, guys, almost every day because the local movie theater literally down the street from me offered this pass uh, for Black Friday, $99 for the entire year, unlimited movies as much as you want. Wow. So I'm going at least once a week. I don't care what I'm seeing, no, but dude, I, I'm good. taking advantage so that's really good. If you good. need any uh, movie movie advice, I'm seeing everything out there, but I'm not well, seeing the Fableman Scott. Well, let me ask you this: H- Have you seen Babylon yet? I've not seen Babylon because I refuse to sit in the movie theater for more than three hours. So yeah. I'm out on Babylon. Okay, how about Avatar? The new Avatar. No, I I didn't like Avatar when it was out back when I was in elementary school. So. I'm not going to give part two a chance. Maybe when it's on Disney Plus, so mm-hmm. I can watch it from the comfort of my home. But another three-hour movie, even though it's free, uh, I'm going to have to pass on that. Nice. Yeah, I know my, yeah, uh, my I girlfriend wanted to go tonight. I don't plan on going to George, Rachel wanted to go see tonight Black Panther 2. George, did you see Black Panther 1? Because I didn't see Black Panther 1. Of course I saw Black Panther 1. Well, I didn't see it, so I'm not going to see 2 until I see 1. Well, then you're never going to see it. Probably not. Probably not looking yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, Blake, Miguel Rojas, what do you think? Uh, I I like it. I, I know a lot of people were kind of confused when they made the move. And I, I will say this. I kind of heard you briefly mention it right before you went to commercial, George. Personally, I don't think the Dodgers made this trade for Miguel Rojas to be their everyday starting shortstop. I think he's still going to see a lot of starts there, but I think he's kind of being brought in, not necessarily as the Hans or Alberto kind of role the Dodgers were expecting last year, but I literally wrote an article about this a few hours before the trade happened saying the Dodgers had absolutely no depth whatsoever. Their bench was looking really bad. By making this move, you can put Rojas at shortstop, third base, second base, and it allows the Dodgers to move guys like Max Muncy, Gavin Lux, Chris Taylor, all around the infield, all around the outfield. So, I don't think they made this move to have a starting shortstop. 
but I think they made this move to pretty much give themselves more opportunities to give guys more playing time, and ultimately I think it makes them a much better team. Hey, Blake. Well, I hope that's the case because uh, he's not necessarily – I mean, he's a great defensive player, but he doesn't really – I mean, in this lineup, he doesn't – you don't need someone that can hit anyway, Um, but he's not, like, the best. I I just – I'm not a big fan of his at the plate by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I mean, defensively, he's one of the best shortstops in all of baseball with the finalist for the yep. Gold Glove. But, yeah, if I were to uh, give any recommendation to uh, children out there, do not look up his offensive stats because <laughs> they are horrifying. So stay clear of that. But as long as he can play defense, that's all the Dodgers need. So one of the things we've been all talking about here, and, George, you've been saying it for a while, is that you think that the Dodgers have not really made any significant financial moves this year. Because next year they'll be able to load up and maybe make their run at Otani and offer him more than anybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Blake, you know a lot about the luxury tax. Do you, do you know a lot about this or, or do you not know a lot about it? I know as much as you guys probably know. I know, the, I know the number that they're not allowed to go over, which they did with this trade. But when it comes to all the additional you know, extra bonus tax levels, that stuff is still very foreign to me. So here's what I was talking to somebody about recently. And they were saying, look, here's what the Dodgers are trying to do. If you go over the, the, the threshold, right, the luxury tax threshold, let's just say, work with me on round numbers, year one is 10%. Let's say you go over it again year two. Let's say it jumps to 15%. And then let's say you do it again, and, and it jumps up to call it 40%. I'm just making up numbers here. But if you get under the threshold, it all resets. So I'm not sure if you've, if you've kind of heard or you know, done any digging around this, but it seems like what the Dodgers are doing by not making any really big financial commitments or any major moves is maybe resetting the luxury tax so that they, do, that they can go spend the big money going forward but not have to pay the big tax to go with it. Yeah, I mean, that was the plan entering this offseason. They wanted to get under that number, so it essentially resets everything. Now, things are going to get kind of complicated because, obviously, the Trevor Bauer move, that puts the Dodgers over this number by having $22 million that they're having to pay him. The Dodgers can easily still shed salary. They can make some moves. They can make some trades, kind of cut down the cost. But, yeah, as of right now, it looks like they're going to stay over. So I don't think they're necessarily going to be resetting it heading into next year. Maybe they have a master plan, but at the end of the day, I don't think that's going to stop them from making a run at Shohei Otani. It's just going to cost them a little more in taxes. But I think the Dodgers uh, can easily afford a couple extra million if that's the penalty they have to pay for Shohei Otani next year. All right. Last thing before we let you go, and thank you for your time as always. Um, what's next? Like, what, what Do you see any other potential holes they need to fill at the moment? Well, there are still a lot of reports out there that the Dodgers are looking for a center fielder. I know we talked about this about a month ago. George, you kind of briefly mentioned him before he started gaining more steam, but Brian Reynolds, I still think that's a name to keep an eye on. I know the Pirates are still trying to trade him. And then with the Dodgers now, since they officially went over this luxury tax number, maybe they're saying, you know what, screw it, we're going to go over. We might as well spend while we're at it. So I definitely think the Dodgers can be in play for Brian Reynolds' trade or just another outfielder in general because going back to the depth I mentioned earlier, I think they still need some help, and I don't think they want to have Trace Thompson or James Outman seeing you know significant playing time every day. So if I were to guess, I think the Dodgers are pretty set everywhere, but a center fielder is probably the last thing I think they need to do before the season begins in a couple months. All right, Balake, unless you got something else capped before. Well, I just thought of an idea, though, too. George, just, just a concept here. Blake, so you, you got the $99 all-you-can-see movie pass for the year, right? That is correct. 
Okay, and the goal, of course, for the movie theater is to get as many people as they can to give them a hundred bucks, and hopefully nobody ever comes to any of the movies. It's kind of like a gym membership, you know. Maybe what Pretty you much. should do is maybe you should see every movie this theater has, and then you should add to your Substack not just Dodgers coverage but movie reviews. I was thinking of doing that. I mean, we're only I think two weeks into the the new year, and I've already knocked out five, so I might start adding a little uh, bonus movie column for those out there so if you don't want to subscribe for baseball coverage that's fine you might be adding movie coverage with literally every movie out there that's under three hours so that actually might be a good idea scott <laughs> under three there hours. you go there's a qualifier there all right blake have a great weekend pal thank you for joining us uh you guys have a great weekend as well later See you there. there he is blake harris blake harris tbla on twitter at blake harris tbla go to his uh substack He's doing the Lord's work there when it comes to the Dodgers. Don't you and then, know of course, it. the podcast is Inside the Ravine. What was right, the last Cappy. movie you saw in the theater? Can you just tell me that right now? What was the last movie? I don't know. One of the – whatever uh, – I have not seen Wakanda Forever yet. Um, one of the Star, the Star Wars movie? I don't know. Mm. It was before the pandemic, so. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I've not I, had uh, I've made a, a big recovery. to go back to the th- – Oh, wait. Not true. Top Gun. Oh, Top Gun. Good. But I just yeah. saw The Fablemans, and I was going to go see this other movie called The Something with the Banshees. You ever hear about this movie? The Banshee movie? No. no. Where the guy's going to cut off all his fingers if his best friend doesn't shut the hell up and stop talking to him? Oh, I feel like that could be me. You, you, you and I should see this movie. Right, because I feel like I want to cut off my fingers <laughs> yeah, sometimes right. when after, you talk. After our pickleball practice, we should go see this movie. <laughs> you may be playing pickleball left-handed, George. I could understand the guy's plight. Yeah. Cut off all your fingers. Uh, all right. Coming up next, Cappy, let's get yeah. back into some football. And then Clinton Yates is going to join us at 6.15. We're going to debut Handsomely Hot Takes with Clinton Yates. Okay? Look at that. See? That rhymes. So, anyway, we'll get into that coming up. Uh, don't forget, again, we're going to be at Yamava, right? Yamava on Monday. Come hang out with us. We're going to watch the Cowboy game there. We're going to be on the air. We're going to finish watching it there, the second half there. Uh, you know, we're going to be gambling. We're doing all the stuff that you're supposed to do there at Yamava. So come hang out. Yamava, Monday. Cappy and I will be there.